0: this is Barbara Ann Mojica, author of the Little Miss History series, and I'm here with Scott Ferguson, and it's time to level up.
1: Time to Shine a Day Podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson. We're at episode 338 with my good friend, author, historian, Barbara Ann Mojica, and she is the author of the series Little Miss History. It's a really cool little collaboration between Um, Her brainchild of Little Miss History and and writing about history and her husband doing the illustrations for it. And I really love digging into how they work together, uh, her passion for history, not wanting to erase history. It was just such, such a fun conversation. Um, And there is an awesome free book giveaway if you listen towards the end. Uh, We're having a fantastic free book giveaway. And if you like this episode, please, please, please leave us a five-star rating. It really helps with our sponsors and affiliates. And without further ado, here's my really good friend, Barbara Ann Mojica, author, historian of the Little Miss History series. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast, varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and people that have listened to my shows or they might see me on social or whatnot now, right now, they know that I am you know a history nerd. Okay, I love history. I'd like to go back. I I feel like Barbara will say, you know what you're talking about a little bit when you know the actual history. And my good friend, Barbara Ann Mojica, she provides the tools to inspire, entertain, and educate the youth. History is the key to solving today's problems. If you're tired of being bombarded by social media noise, accept the challenge. Be a truth teller. And the way you can do that is through knowing your history. You know, she's using the whimsical Little Miss History character to narrate her book series. She makes learning history a fun-filled adventure, and she again she firmly believes if you don't know your history, you don't know what you're talking about. And Barbara, thank you so much for coming on. Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today Podcast Varsity Squad. But first, what is your favorite color and why?
0: My favorite color is blue. Blue. Okay. And that's because I blue can carry such a range of emotions it can be pale and soft like the sky or Mm. it could be intense like a sapphire blue so i think blue can fit many moods and i just love to use it in so many ways
1: i love it and it's in your color wheel you're even wearing it right now
0: yeah that's (laughs) right i am
1: (laughs) i i'm here in uh jupiter florida and i'm looking at the atlantic ocean right now so i Blue is kind of my favorite color too, so it is beautiful so let's let's get into could, did I read correctly that you were you went to school to to teach youth it, Is that right or i'm I'm trying to pick it up from your website, but I just didn't I'm not understand your let's just get to your origins let's just say that your origins okay. of like well education I was
0: born in New York City on the border between Brooklyn and Queens okay. and I grew up in a uh, lower class environment. My Mm -hmm. parents were not highly educated. Neither of them finished high school because they were children of the Depression era. Mm -hmm. But I had a love of education from the get-go. There was something within me I, I loved to read. I was very curious. And my parents did foster that as much as they could. Um unfortunately i didn't have a lot of financial resources, and college wasn't in the cards for me mm. um, but as I began uh, my journey in school, my teachers kind of pushed me along, and in high school, I had a fantastic history teacher, and of course history would become my ultimate passion Mm -hmm. and she was just so dynamic and and she inspired me but she also saw something in me and she told me you just have to go to college and Mm -hmm. that had never really been in my head really Uh, i was going to be work you know working in the business world i was taking courses that would help train me for that but uh she motivated me and I said, okay, I'm going to find a way to do this. And I continued to study and work hard. And at that time in New York City, there was available a uh, public college system that was based on merit. And if you had the grades, uh, Mm -hmm. you could get in. And the tuition uh, was almost non-existent. You had to just Pay for your books and supplies. And I did that. I really, really put my nose to the grindstone and I was able to get into the college of my choice. And I continued to work hard and I was able to get a scholarship uh, for graduate school. So my passion was initially history, but when I finished my undergraduate and graduate degree, I realized that I did love research. But I didn't want to live in that kind of ivory tower world of academia. Mm-hmm. So I veered toward kids. I I love children and I liked to work with them. So I decided that I would uh teach children and um, that's what I did for many many years and my career took many twists and turns I worked first with children in a private school general ed type of setting and then I realized over time that not everybody learns the same way and there were so many kids that were being left behind and I went back to school again and I got certification in special ed so I started a whole new career. I worked with children with intense special needs mm. and I became eventually a principal of a special ed school and then a school district administrator in New York City. Wow. So um I I've always had that tether to history. Sure. I veered off into the education sphere uh, and um again being very people oriented but i was drawn back to that as as well because i always kept my foot in the water yeah and uh when i retired i decided gee what am i going to do with myself now Uh, i i retired and i was happily moved out of the city and upstate new york now but i still wanted to work with kids and i wanted to use my history so i started Mm. writing historical articles for a local news magazine okay and then i said gee wouldn't it be great if i could make history exciting and and inspiring for kids yes so that's what i did but my husband was the uh the uh, catalyst for that because Mm. my husband is an artist okay and he said well if you want to make it fun and exciting why don't i create a character for you Mm. to kind of narrate that series so my husband has a lot of background in children's books and uh, all kinds of writing he had uh worked in the children's publish uh publishing industry years ago and he does a lot of uh work with comics and cartooning so he created little miss history and uh, Little Miss History is a cartoon character who narrates the series is an interactive kind of uh, character who within, within uh children can see themselves within her. I think she's a part sure. of a lot of the lives of kids. So Little Miss History is really me. She's a composite of me. Love uh, it. My husband created the character. Uh, I used to wear pigtails like she has, and I love to to travel and hike uh so uh she wears kind of like a hiking park ranger outfit and um that reflects that part of my life experience and she also wears these rose-colored glasses because that reflects my belief that we should always try to put a positive spin on everything you know i see the glass
1: absolutely absolutely so you
0: know not half empty but right uh, at all times
1: absolutely so with your husband being a partner in this do you guys ever get into creative disagreements Mm,
0: not usually now my husband is also a history buff he loves history and he's very very into uh exploring all kinds of uh places and people Mm. but uh the only time we get into some kind of disagreement is uh when I have a finished script Mm -hmm. and a script for me usually involves at least 10 or 12 revisions because in writing a children's book, the hardest part is getting it down to the nitty gritty. Sure. It's a picture book, a multimedia book, and you don't have um, a lot of words. Sure. Sure. Uh, to to put into that because you want to make it fairly simple right. and appealing to all ages. Sure. So what happens sometimes is I have my message all set out mm. and then <laughs> it's ready to go to illustration. illustration and right. he takes a look at it and goes through it. And his first step is to make thumbnails. So he does his sure. thumbnails as to okay. how okay. the pages will be laid out. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it just quite doesn't work his vision of how to portray the story artistically in in uh image form doesn't mm-hmm. always jive with the text so okay. sometimes i will have to make slight uh revisions again okay. uh to uh coincide with his artistic vision so that's oh, wow. the only time we will really have a, a discussion love
1: that partnership love that par- so Barbara, what do you think then people's biggest blind spot is to history? Like, what do you think, you know, some people, it, it turns them off. What, why do you think that that might be?
0: Because they don't understand what history is. Uh, okay. History, everything in the world has a history, right? So art, music, anything has a history. We're When we're born, we're born in the middle of a story okay Ooh. there have been people who have come before us in our family in our community in our world there are people that we're going to interact with during our lifetimes sure. while we're making our own history and then there are people who are going to come after us so history is really something that's evolutionary and it's Something that's important to every single one of us, because we're all characters in history. We all have a role to play in creating uh, this this ongoing story. So people see history as just a series of events or timelines or dates or really important people uh, like George Washington or Napoleon. But it's not that history is really made up of everyday people Yeah, get up they eat breakfast they go to work they have relationships with with uh family and friends sure and they do their own part to change the world every single day right so that's what i think is the is the biggest uh, misconception of history
1: understood yeah so Speaking of history, have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Yeah. Okay, let's get that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back, man, let's go back to the double deuce, the 22-year-old Barbara. What kind of knowledge nuggets, since we call them here in Time to Shine today, what kind of knowledge nuggets might you drop on her? Not so much to change anything, okay, but to maybe help her shorten a learning curve, your level up or blast through maybe just a little bit quicker.
0: Well, what I think I would tell my twenty-two-year-old was to be more bold and to mm. let my curiosity oh, out yes. there and, and 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 act act more on what I'm thinking rather than Ooh, just I think about it. it. I love it. And yeah. it,
1: it, like it, when you can flex your curiosity muscle, so many things become apparent for you to really embrace. So I, I love I love that and. And if you don't know something that you're curious about, like my good friend Leah Woodford would say, you know, get your asking here. Ask. <laughs> There's people there that, that can help you. And so how about your dash? How do you want your dash remembered? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and your death date, because that's your history. How do you want your dash remembered?
0: Mm, I think I'd want people to remember my, well, I think you should live every day to learn something new so that you can learn how to live better every day.
1: Wow. That's deep. A lot of people know, I've asked that question a few times. No one's really said that, but you're right. Learn something new. Or even meet someone new and learn from Mm -hmm. them so you can live a better life. I love that. Wow. So what do you think then people misunderstand the most about Barbara Ann?
0: I think people, when they see me, they tend to think I'm very quiet and serious
1: <laughs> and kind of I can of like, see that though I can kind see of it.
0: like mousy but I'm not I'm really not I'm okay. really very open and uh I am I am a quiet type of person I'm not mm-hmm. really loud yeah but I think I'm very much interactive and and outgoing with the people that I move with in my own circle so I yeah. I think people. People kind of misjudge me in that way. Wow.
1: So what is your favorite point in history that you love, love, love to dig into? Because we talked off, you know, Mike, you know, about me. I'm kind of the Civil War through the Gilded Age, because of all that to me that's happened, because you know, being an entrepreneur and whatnot, and having your Rockefellers and your, you know, JP Morgan's and your Henry Fords and stuff like that. But like what point in history really for lack of turn, turns you on like you're. Oh, I can't wait to dig into it.
0: Well, that's changed. Uh, when I was first studying history, my specialty in graduate school was ancient and medieval history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now uh, I am more into American history. I would say, from the revolution through the Civil War. Oh,
1: beautiful. It it just seems like there's so, like, okay, so you you had the Revolutionary War in the 1770s, or 1760s, the kind of start into the 1770s. So, but then that's done. And then you had the War of 1812, but you didn't, it's like, it's such a blank slate. People forget that. 80 years between the end of the Revolutionary War and when the Civil War really kicked off. You know, it's like, that's my next endeavor, Barbara Ann, is to really dig in to that time between the War of 1812 until 1855. Like, I don't know jack about what happened in that time. And that's my next kind of endeavor to dig into, even though, just because like you, I'm curious. And like, I, I couldn't tell you a president in between 1812 and 1860. Like that's how bad it is for someone that's really into history. So I love that I'm talking to somebody. We're like kindred spirits in a sense that we kind of dig in, but you have the the, the ability to write about it and whatnot. So we know that Little Miss History is you, but do you put other people that were in your life into Little Miss History, the stuff maybe you've learned along your timeline?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all a combination of our experiences. And yes. I think sometimes we don't even realize uh the the number of people that have influenced us and you know, it's just something that kind of filters through our brain in the background and yeah. we don't even realize how much we're influenced by Little tiny events that happen to us, and and people that we might meet uh, even briefly in yes. our in our lifetime. So yeah, I think um, during my long career working in education with so many different kinds yeah. of people and and parents in so many different kinds of circumstances. I mean, I've worked uh, with Uh, parents that have come from countries all over the world Mm. i've worked with uh you know academic quote types uh uh who who are very scholarly and take a very you know formal approach yeah to things But and then I've worked with young, young kids and out of the mouth of babes, what you learn from um, very, very (laughs) young children can be uh, quite eye opening. So I I think all of this is is kind of now come to uh, a point now in where I can share little nuggets of, you know, what I've learned along the way, um, in in little miss history and and in the other things that I do, and you know, in addition to writing the books as well, yeah. and trying to just trying to share and make things easier for beautiful. someone else,
1: beautiful. so, without getting political at all because I don't do that here uh, on time to shine today, but what is your feeling? Again, I just want feelings. I don't want to go political with this. About some of the history that wants to be erased,
0: I don't think we learn from erasing anything. I mean, okay. everything that has happened has happened, uh, and the the way it has happened and why it has happened, ah, uh, that's all part of the process of learning. Uh history you know history when we study history we're studying a, a topic a subject of interest right. but we have to look at it from the perspective of the time in which it happened the people who were living there and the influences on those people who were living there yes how The communication has changed, the way people communicated in the past and the ability to communicate has changed dramatically. Right. Okay. So, you know, we're a hundred years ago we're talking about the telegraph and writing a letter. Now we're talking about instant communication through the (laughs) internet. Right. So our our you know, our the context, the influences. The way it's communicated, the fact that when we study history, you have to use primary sources, you mm-hmm. know, the the letters, the journals, yeah. the artifacts, yeah. the real pieces of yes. what Ooh, there was. That. It's not this secondary information. And today we rely largely on secondary way information. Way too much. Right. We don't rely on the facts we give our own interpretation of the facts and then with social media we are often not given both sides of the question we're not giving the multiple perspectives that we need in order to understand anything so that that is a part of the problem. When right. I went to school as a young child, I didn't have computers. Right. So if I wanted to understand something, I had to go get some books, read about it, take notes, then look at my notes, look at all of the information that I gathered. Sure. And then I had to infer and interpret and analyze that information. Fact check it. Today? Everything. Yeah. No, we don't always do that today. Do right. we get the news today right. or do we get... A panel of, quote, experts Absolutely, who give us yeah. their opinions sure. on something. Right. And then we have to decide, well, who do I want to believe? Depending right. on what kind of venue we're looking at, we're right. going to get one spin or a different spin. Right. And our friends influence us when we go on social in- right. uh, media. Yeah, it makes what you do numb to everything, for Okay, sure. so my friends say this, so, oh, I guess that must be Right.
1: Right yeah and and the thing is is like even when i'm watching a movie um a a good movie you're gonna have a time in the movie that doesn't make you feel good because you want the hero to win but it's you don't not watch the movie you know what i'm saying you watch Mm -hmm. it so you can see it and and that's where like our my life to me is like a huge movie that i get to watch and see and learn from and i love love the way you, you put that out there so what is Barbara's definition of a life well-lived?
0: A life well-lived. Well, lived. well uh, I think it's a a lot like my philosophy. I think uh, a life well-lived is taking all of what you have learned and experienced and being able to then use that to share and help others. Oh my
1: gosh. They could be said better by any, anybody. I love it. In Time to Shine Today Podcast Varsity Squad, we are back. And Barbara, you and I could probably sit down and talk about each one of these questions for 15 minutes. Okay. But you have five seconds to answer them with no explanations. Okay, and they can all be answered that way. Are you ready to level up?
0: Okay, put me it. on the spot. Okay. Let's do it.
1: That's right. That's right. Here we go. Barbara, what is the best leveling up advice you've ever received?
0: Go to college.
1: Beautiful. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success.
0: Eating well, exercising, and working hard every day.
1: Bobby, can't beat that. So other than your own website, and of course, time to shine today, my shameless plug, what website does Barbara go to to level up?
0: Oh, one website. Mm, That's tough. (laughs) There are so many. I think I would have to choose uh, history.com.
1: Love it. Love it. What if any is your most commonly used emoji when you text?
0: I like a smiley face with hearts.
1: Beautiful. Nicknames growing up?
0: Big Barbara, and that's a that's a funny one because I wasn't the big Barbara. I was I was Big Barbara because I was older than the girl downstairs who gotcha. wound up growing up and being bigger than I am. So,
1: gotcha. <laughs> okay. Chess, checkers, or Monopoly?
0: monopoly
1: gotcha go-to ice cream flavor
0: uh soft ice cream chocolate and vanilla swirl
1: beautiful there's a sandwich called the little big barbara build that sandwich for me
0: (laughs) okay let's see um wheat toast cheese bacon
1: lettuce and tomato Love it. Got some man candy on there, that bacon. I love it. Love it. Love it. Favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time or money to?
0: Um, veterans organizations, uh, Thank several you. of them, Thank uh, you. like VFW and Rooted Yay. Warrior. Also uh, for children, St. Jude's Hospital for Children. Thank
1: you. I, I donate to St. Jude's every time I get that envelope in the mail, which is like usually once a month. And I also, uh, you know, I served seven years. So thank you for doing that for the veterans. So best decade of music, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s?
0: 60s. Awesome. Awesome.
1: awesome. And lastly, don't elaborate on this one. Just give me that time frame. What time would you go back for one day in history where you can come back today? You can't change a thing. Only observe. What day in history would you go back to and observe? (sighs)
0: Uh, the Peloponnesian war
1: beautiful beautiful so Barbara how can we find you my friend
0: my website is the best place to find me uh little miss (laughs) history.com just just like the character
1: in in squad it's little l-i-t-t-l-e miss as in m-i-s-s history.com And you can go there and you can find awesome merchandise. I'm gonna buy this coffee mug actually. You can find awesome merchandise, all the reviews, all of her books, and now we're at the books, and she's got a lot of books, and I think I believe 14 uh books, and another uh book as well that's out there. And and Barbara, like these I can't wait to actually myself dig into them and get in the journey of Little Miss History, but um can you tell us a little bit about the the latest one you have out, the Monticello with the Thomas Jefferson?
0: Right. Okay. So Little Miss History Travels to Monticello, the home of Thomas Jefferson, uh, gives children a window into uh, Thomas Jefferson's life. Mm. Uh I, you can learn a lot about a person from the home he lives in. Sure. Now, Jefferson lived in an extraordinary home. He yeah. was an amateur architect and uh, in his home, he, he the, his home evolved in, in many different stages. And, mm-hmm. uh, Since Jefferson was president and he he sponsored the uh, Lewis and Clark expedition, his home is filled with artifacts from the Lewis and Clark expedition. So uh, he was a lover of the classics. So there are uh, busts of uh, Roman art. There Mm. are beautiful paintings. He was an inventor. So he had this wonderful clock with weights that, went all the way down to the cellar and mocked each day. Um, wow. A very, very unusual one. Uh, he, of course, uh, was uh, uh, one who loved books. Mm-hmm. So Jefferson had a voluminous library and um, his uh library actually became the basis for the smithsonian institution because when washington was burned Mm -hmm. he donated his books what to what would eventually become the library of
1: congress so that's all kind of in the 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 book with little miss history right so Mm -hmm.
0: there were many you know many different aspects to his life of course uh he was a plantation owner right uh he owned and had slaves mm-hmm. uh the book is uh dedicated to all the descendants of mm. thomas jefferson many of which uh were originally slaves mm-hmm. uh we talk about the role that the, that sl- uh, slavery played in his mm. life actually jefferson wanted uh the slave trade banned, and he wanted that written in the declaration of independence
1: right and that's all in the book then right
0: right it wasn't put in uh because of you know pressures and uh, of the colonies and so on so children learn all about these things but throughout the book it's very Mm -hmm. interactive and i ask children their opinions and uh i ask them questions and i give them uh opportunity to continue the discussion once they've finished reading the book as
1: well. Excellent. Excellent. And and squad, I am going to do a free giveaway, especially if you have a little that you really want them to dig into a real history uh, of Monticello and Thomas Jefferson, because my good friend Barbara Ann does her research and she knows what she's talking about. The first person that puts little Miss history in any of our comments I don't care if it's pinterest or linkedin or twitter or anywhere that you see this podcast or where you picked it up from um or even my my our phone numbers in our uh, the show notes so if you even text little miss history i'll make sure that you get the first one that does it will get a uh, uh, the book mailed to them and barbara i just need you to do we one last solid and leave us with one last knowledge nugget that we can quickly one last knowledge nugget that we can take with us, internalize, and take action.
0: If you don't know your history, you don't know what you're talking
1: about. I love it. And squad, we we just had like a really kind of back in time, fun conversation with my good friend, Barbara Ann Mojica. You know, she had a love of education from the get-go. She grew up really curious. She had people in her life, like counselors and whatnot that pushed her, the blast through her her identity of humble beginnings, and to go to college, you know. And later, as she went through life, she learns that not everybody learns the same way, you know. And kids, she doesn't want to have any kids left behind. And she has unbelievable patience to do what she did, the principal of a special needs school, and what she's did. You know, she has an awesome partnership with her husband. I would love to be a fly on the wall while they're in there talking about the creating of the book. That would be just this fantastic. You know, she reminds us that everything has a history. We're born in the middle of a story. So what we do does mean something. You level up your life and and make it known if that is what your passion is. You know, she would remind herself and also to remind you, be bold, let your curiosity run wild and, and let that shine and act more. Get your, you know, asking gear if you don't know, but take that action. You know, and she wants you to learn something new every day to live a better life and to pass that on to others as well to help them level up their life you know that we she reminds we don't have we don't learn by erasing anything you know everything is a process of learning no matter what's happened in the the course of history whether it's worldwide or this great country United States and she wants you to take again what you've learned and experienced. And being able to share that and pay that forward to somebody that might be able to learn and use that. Because again, it's a form of mentoring. You know, my mentor always said, the more you mentor, the more immortal you become, because they're going to keep passing it on, passing it on, passing it on. And that's what my good friend Barbara's doing. She's planting trees that she's never really going to sit in the shade of, but it's part of her story. We'll change that to her story instead of his story. But no, in all seriousness, Barbara, you level up your health, you level up your wealth, you're humble and curious, yet you're still hungry to be able to put out great content. I'm blessed to have you on. Thank you so, so much for coming on. I absolutely love your guts.
0: Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity to share with all of your listeners.
1: You bet. We'll talk We'll talk soon. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter & Nugent Real Estate, Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266